There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined today by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? Going great today. Happy to be back. I've missed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so today we got a good episode, I think, for you guys. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to cover the news, news leaks and rumors, like we always do. And then our big topic for the day is kind of doing a review of Kings Canyon. We're prepping you guys for an intense second split and ranked. And we just want to go over Kings Canyon in depth. We're going to go location by location, walk you guys through everything we know, because we've been playing since day one. And That's we true. think, yeah, we think have we have a get... little birthday badge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the birthday badge is fun. But yeah, we're just going to give you all our thoughts on that. And hopefully it'll be a good review for people that haven't played in a while. And for those of you that have joined us a little bit later, season three or further, a uh, really good uh, introduction into Kings Canyon. So we won't be starting on your totally back foot. But yeah, today let's get into the news, leaks, and rumors. First and foremost, this is coming from Twitter user Shrutgal. Uh, we're going to be having a limited times mode of Kings Canyon uh, before the ranked mode actually starts. Any thoughts? Yeah, this is really good because right now we have the Deja Loop mode running, um, and that's going to be just a week, so that's ended. Yeah. Um, and that was fun, but it wasn't fully what you're going to be experiencing in ranked. Um, so I think it'll be nice to have a bit of a weekend to prepare without uh, having the rank points. and Yeah, <laughs> without losing the 48, 60 ranked points. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just excited to be able to drop into Kings Canyon with absolutely no, uh, you know, penalties, I guess, behind it. A lot less stress, <laughs> yeah. I do hope they bring Kings Canyon into it regular gameplay more often onto limited time yeah uh, just because it's i love the map so much and been playing deja loot and it's been really really nice agreed uh next piece of news we have is coming from the same twitter user and talking a bit about the bloodhound town takeover this is something we've seen come up in some of our comments for a little while now uh supposedly it's been leaked to start on march 31st I'm very curious. Uh, we don't have a lot of information yet about the actual look of the town takeover and stuff. We got a lot of leaks with Octane on what it would actually look like. What do you think it's uh, going to be premised around or anything? I'm very excited about this, um, <laughs> you, to be honest. You've become um, a Bloodhound main. It's kind of, I don't know, I think it's kind of funny. You know, I play a lot of Gibraltar, but Bloodhound is such a fun character now with the new buff to the scan. And the fact that he's an agile, fast-moving recon legend that doesn't have low profile is kind of attractive. Um, but back to this uh, town takeover, I think, could be really fun, really exciting. Um, we're seeing that there could be an introduction uh, of the Prowlers uh, to the game, which would be kind of like a tiger, leopard beast that we get from the titanfall universe yeah we'll post a little video uh animation of them on our instagram feed so if you guys want to see that hop over there uh yeah and you have any more thoughts sorry i cut you off a little bit yeah well it's just if we do get that kind of pve uh, experience kind of like how we had the flyers yeah um, in king's canyon will it be similar will there be loot involved will it be you know score based will it be like a time trial like an octane like how yeah. will these beasts interact with this town takeover it'll be cool it'll be cool i'm also excited to see i'm curious do you think it's going to be on king's canyon in ranked or do you think it's going to be in world's edge i think for certain it's going to be in world's edge really okay so we're differentiating be... opinions on this i think it's going to be in king's canyon okay cool uh why do you think world's edge um, I just feel like it'd be really odd for them to reintroduce something back into Kings Canyon. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like the cap is closed. Like there's no more work being done on it. I think that's fair. I do think there's like a. I just feel like swamps would be such a perfect area for the Bloodhound Town takeover. That's true. And it's I wonder kind of as well if introducing this other aspect into Kings Canyon will. Uh, 
further emphas- uh, incentivize people to play ranked mode, which I wonder if that's something they want to do. I think that's a valuable perspective. I think Swamps is definitely built for um, Bloodhound. Um, and, you know, I'm not quite sure where uh, a Bloodhound town takeover would fit in on World's Edge. Um, but we'll see pretty shortly. Yeah, because I thought if it was coming somewhere, I thought it was going to be in the area where Survey Camp ended up going. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next piece of news we have is coming from iLoot Games, fan favorite over here. <laughs> kind of talking about how new emotes could be coming to the game. And through the data files, he found that this is going to be more like in-game emotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could be looking at some like Fortnite-style dances. What are your first thoughts on that? Like, Is that something you'd want to be able to do in the game? Yeah. Well, this was something that I thought was coming earlier. I thought this was going to come in when there was all the discussion about the new voice line emotes. Mm. Um, so I, I guess, was prepared for this before uh, now. But am I really interested in it? Am I excited about it? A little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, at least in Fortnite, I definitely thought it was mostly a pre-lobby activity yeah. where you're not really using it in-game except to troll on people. Uh, trolling on people is um, part of the game, though. But these emotes could be a lot cooler than just the Fortnite dances because they're like tailored to the legend. Yeah, uh, he's. I mentioned. I think he found in one of the files that a lot of them show some similarities to the finishers, mm-hmm. uh, and so I wonder if there could be some inspiration taken from that. I do think that it's a little odd for a first-person shooter to have emotes like this. Uh, it gives a different perspective than what you're normally used to. And I was honestly wondering, like, are you going to be able to use this in a way to, like, peek corners and stuff or get, like, these angles uh, that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise? That's a great point. And speaking to the fact that this is a first-person shooter, will these emotes kind of put an overcast onto the heirloom sets? Mm. Like, yeah, I wonder. if this is a dancing, because you really can only use your hands and maybe an arm shield or some sort of thing that the <laughs> character already has in front of them, like, is Lifeline going to have her drumsticks in these emotes? We could very well see, or just like, hands. Uh, you could get maybe a uh, heirloom emote, kind of like how they have an heirloom banner Perhaps. and an heirloom voice line and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but my first thought uh, that I thought would be successful with this is... It reminded me of, oh man, I could be wrong here. Uh, I think, is it one of the older Call of Duty games? When you're the champion, you're the winner, and if you place top three, and you're, uh-huh. yeah, you get to do, like, you can do a celebration there. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, like, a champion oh, emote makes a lot more sense yeah. to me. Because we already I'd see. I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. Full I, body. Full body. Um, it's already there. It'd be really cool if instead of just, you know, waiting for your stats to load, you could do a little emote or something. Word. Definitely less value, though, because the people don't stay in your lobby like they do in TDM and COD. Yeah. So it's like, who's really going to see these emotes and you flex on people? But I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting where the opportunity changes in this game compared to other games that have a similar concept. It's a unique genre. And I mean, yeah. I love what they've done with the skydive emotes. Those are freaking awesome. They so. have just been elevating it. The every new Bloodhound one is so cool. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the next piece of news, and let me see. Yeah, the last piece of news uh, is this uh, thing that's caught a lot of traction on Reddit. It's uh, a new battle pass idea and incentive system courtesy of Narukami underscore seven gotten thousands of uploads upvotes and the kind of topic and meat of the thing is there needs to be more loot ticks in battle passes to further incentivize people to grind right now we got 12 loot ticks per battle pass uh, five of them being free seven of them not being free of those seven one is legendary which is by the way the main reason i get the battle pass and one is epic And the point this Reddit user was making is our loot pool has gotten so big with the voice lines being added and stuff and the blue gun camos just aren't very cool. And it feels like you're getting these Apex packs, but there's really 
not a lot you're hoping to get out of them, if that makes sense. And so increasing the number of packs will help you get through the stuff you don't want as much and help yeah. everyone get a little bit closer to the heirloom set, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with this, as uh, many of you do. Um, getting the loot ticks is really valuable. And you and I, we got capped after level 100. The yeah. level At level 50, it used to like go down to every five ranks you got a loot tick. Mm-hmm. And after 100, there was really no ranks after that. Um, and so getting those is important to you and me. And if we're paying money to be on the battle pass, then maybe we should up it a little bit. Yeah. And I think like I, if they added like maybe one more epic loot tick and then like five or six more regular ones. That'd be huge. I think they would get sell more battle passes. I do. And like I just want to get close to that heirloom. Uh, but th- this is an idea of my own, and I just want to share it real quick. I don't know how you feel about it, but the level 500 badge, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if, would it be a really cool incentive to say, oh, you got to level 500, pick an heirloom. Yeah. I think um, that would be nice. That'd be pretty cool. I'm um, just looking for any excuse to get an heirloom set because I don't spend dollars on Apex packs. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you do have to spend dollars. Well, right to now. guarantee the heirloom right now. 500 Apex packs, what? It's 10,000 Apex coins is 100 bucks. And I don't want to do quick math on this podcast That's and a embarrass lot to myself. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the main topic for today. Our Kings Canyon review. And so, specifically, we're looking at Season 2 of Kings Canyon because that is the map we're going to be playing in Ranked. And so, we're just going to go location by location, give you our thoughts, and prepare you for Kings Canyon. But first and foremost, we want to kind of start with an overarching view of Kings Canyon versus World Edge. And so, what are your first thoughts? Like, when you're looking at the differences in meta between the maps, uh, what changes between these two the most? Yeah, right off the bat, World's Edge... uh came into the game as a much larger map. Um, So the gameplay is not in a bad way, but a little bit slower, and you have a little bit more time to loot up before you necessarily run into your first engagement. Not as true in King's Canyon. So if you haven't played it yet, be ready to have a little bit more faster action right away, um, just because it is smaller. Definitely. It's overall smaller, and like you're saying, the world's edge is a lot more open. Mm -hmm. And so... We see a lot more sniping in World's Edge compared to King's Canyon. And in King's Canyon, uh, the high ground, I think, is a lot harder to get. Agreed. There's not as many just, like, hills that you walk up and then you've got this overarching view. A lot of it is Pathfinder-focused, using the grapple as a zipline to get into position and stuff. Uh, Because there's, like, we'll get into it later in a second, but, like, there's a big skull on top of Skull Town, and there's only one way to walk up it. Uh, so unless you got a grapple or a zip line, it's pretty tough to get up there. Yeah. Uh, you were talking a little bit about this off air, but you think that rotations are a bit harder in Kings Canyon. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the fact that there are less jump towers mm-hmm. and just how the chokes are organized. The chokes are organized in a way where I think that you run into people a lot more. I don't think there's like that one big, like on World's Edge, we got like the west and east fragment and then harvester and there's those two main choke points between there i don't think there's like a big center of the map area like that but everything is kind of a choke point in king's canyon yeah so the next most important thing we have are instead of the trains there's a supply ship the supply ship is kind of just mayhem everybody drops there when you have the drop ship going over the supply ship it will be insane. And it's so too the, easy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, very similar to the train in that it has this high amount of loot. There's normally a purple shield in the first floor of the supply ship every mm-hmm. game. Sometimes it's gold. I don't think gold weapons are on there as much as like the train on World's Edge. But it's a really tough place to drop. It's going to be crazy. You're going to get kicked off it, and it's it's really fun, though. We'll see how it plays in ranked. Yeah, it's the train plays different in ranked than it does in regular for mm-hmm. sure. 
So yeah, that'll be cool. There's a second supply ship also that comes into the game later, which is really important. And it's kind of similar to how like a care package will become a beacon on World's Edge. And so you'll get a lot of people running there once it drops in. But it's yeah. still it's still a great way to get that loot if you're struggling mid game. And a lot more than a care package too. Yeah. Oh, oh and yeah. And kind of a strategic position too that can kind of switch up how gunfights go as well. Yeah, because when the uh, supply ship lands, it kind of serves it like as this high ground where you can like snipe and control it, especially if the zone then shrinks on it thereafter, which happens sometimes. For sure. Yeah, and so then we have instead of cargo drones, you're gonna see loot ticks. Uh, it's very similar concept. Uh, you'll be very familiar with the loot ticks. You get them to you know, get your rewards after completing stuff in the battle pass or leveling up. But in-game, they have colors, and they're only purple or gold. So most times they're going to be purple, but this is where you will get the gold items and the gold guns. And they're scattered throughout the map just in random places. I swear to you, there's always one in pit, though. They can't hurt you. Like the cargo oh, drones. Oh my gosh, the cargo There's drones. There's no blowing up and destroying you if you don't know, so <laughs> kind of better. Yeah, so now we're going to get into it. We're going to go location by location uh, and break it down all of our thoughts. Uh, we're starting with Skulltown, though. Skulltown is the biggest hot drop in all of Apex. Uh, West and East Fragment, the city, it doesn't compare to Skulltown. No, it's not as hot. Skulltown is crazy. Uh, you can see half the lobby die in Skulltown off the drop. Uh, it's so fun. I miss it so much. And pretty much it's kind of like this. You got two huge buildings in the center, and then you have a collection of small buildings going off in every direction. And there's also a huge Leviathan skeleton, which is the big animal you'll see walking around the map, uh, above Skulltown. Uh, this is kind of like provides the skeleton thing as some of the best sniping area in the game. And it has great sight lines. You can see so much of the map from on top of that skull. Then we have mountains that surround the rest of Skulltown as well. Pretty much just turn Skulltown into this absolute choke point death area. Fortress. Fortress where you'll have teams camping on these mountains, camping on this skull with snipers. And it's just crazy, and I miss it. I really do. Yeah. I know you're a huge Skulltown fan. Like, you loved it a lot when we were on Kings Canyon. It's pretty intense, and usually, like you were saying about how the buildings are laid out and there's the two central buildings, typically uh, your squad will drop at one of the four legs of buildings. Yeah. Run through one leg, meet in the center. Hopefully, you can get up the stairs or you have a pathfinder get up on top, and then try to control how the fight goes from there. But you got to be careful because the fighting never stops at Skulltown. Yeah. Like, if people are just, like, wandering the map looking for kills, they'll just be like, let's go to Skulltown. Yeah. People are always in Skulltown. I've maybe, what, we've played, oh, way too many hours and way too many games, and we've probably dropped Skulltown once and it's ha not had people there. Maybe. Maybe. Like, Maybe. It's, Unconfirmed. It's absolute <laughs> mayhem there, and I miss yeah. Skulltown. It's like my, it was the draw of Apex. Like, it was this absolute just crazy mayhem area. Yeah. Yeah. So the next location that we're going to be discussing is right off of Skulltown, and it's Thunderdome. Um, this is a place that at one point in the game, we thought that the dome was the best place uh, to go and to even drop sometimes. I love dome. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool spot. Um, they added a good amount of loot there in the season two. Yeah. So it definitely kind of got better. Mm -hmm. um, there's more supply bins located kind of more towards Skulltown as well as below uh, the various cages. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main attraction is the center top cage. Um, that is a sniping spot. Even though there's three zip lines to get up there, it's pretty. It's a pretty good strategic position, and uh, being able to get on top of that cage is also uh, really good. And mm -hmm. there's going to be snipers there for sure. And once Watson got introduced, you saw Watson like holding up that little top cage incredibly well. And I will also say, off the drop, I'm telling you, there's that circle right below the cage. And there's always purple armor there. 
It's a really good place to go to get set up early in the game, and it's a really crazy late game area for sure. Yeah. Drop a dome, rotate into school, and clean it up. Yeah, clean it up, and then five seconds later, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So the next place we got is water treatment. So those are some two of the hotter places. Now we're getting into a little bit of the, okay, let's drop here, play it safe, loot up, and survive. So water treatment is also a popular place for the supply ship to land at the end of game. Or not the, well, at the end of game and the first supply ship that comes mm-hmm. in will land there sometimes as well. And it's a tough early drop. There's not the best loot, and actually looting everything is very hard because you got two floors, and there's really only like one way to get through everything, and there's the bridges that connect the buildings as well. The ring does shrink here a lot, I feel like, and if it does you got to be able to get on the roof of this building. Uh, the sight lines are very long, and so you will be able to see where everybody's approaching from. And then if people do get inside the building, one of the buildings on the roof, there's like a cracked dome, and so you can shoot down through it. And so I think it's one of the best spots. Like if you can get on that roof late game when it's shrinking there, that's pretty, pretty key. Very good spot to be. Yeah. Any thoughts? Um, you know, I agree with you. It's not the best place to drop just because um, it's kind of spread out. There is the high-low element of getting the loot. Mm-hmm. So if you drop low, get one bin, you kind of have a long way to go to the next pickup. So it's kind of a tricky spot, but you can get lucky and definitely rotating there at the end, getting that high ground is a good a good play. For sure, yeah. Next up is going to be more towards the center of the map, and it's the cage. This was one of the newer introductions to With King's Canyon. Yeah. Um, it's the tallest structure on King's Canyon, mm-hmm. so kind of an interesting vacation stop. Snap a pic. <laughs> um, I have mixed emotions about the cage, um, but you do have the center column, which is a tower. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's called the cage. looks a lot like a tower. And there's a couple uh, levels to it, which you can walk up and zip line up it. Um, good amount of loot. But then on the outside, there is kind of a couple wall corridors that also have pretty good weapon drops there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll often actually land outside of the cage, pick up a Havoc, R301, Eva, and then just walk up one of the second ramps mm-hmm. up onto like the second or third level. Um and engage in the fight that way. Yeah, it's a good spot for sure. Uh, I think like you always end up getting good guns when you're at cage. And I think a lot of people that are newer to the game are going to say, okay, tallest structure on King's Canyon. That seems like a great sniping spot. Mm-hmm. I do believe the actual cage walls itself make it kind of a hard place to snipe out of. Yeah, and even though it is centrally located, I think it's a good place to drop because you'll have some flexibility depending on where the zone is. Mm-hmm. But what are your lines of sight? You're looking into, you know, the labs. You're looking into kind of the Leviathan down there in the yeah, in the gutter. Not, people aren't really into, there. Yeah, you're not looking into the places where a lot of people are going. And the cage, the zone doesn't shrink there a lot also. Yeah. So yeah, the next place we have is Market. So Market is one of those many spots that is right outside of Skull Town. And so we're going to talk about Market itself, but kind of a couple of areas that surround Market as well. But the Market is a two-floor building. It has this base level, and that's the Market itself. You can see all these little, you know, uh, shops, shops and, and guests. Stalls, yeah, yeah. Stalls. And so... Above that, though, there's kind of like this wraparound area that has four rooms attached to it. Uh, It's a tough place to drop. Like, I've just been trapped in there by Caustic so many times in those, and it's hard to actually loot up with a team because everybody needs to go to their own room, Mm -hmm. and so you'll get separated. I will say, if you want to drop there, what a lot of people do is because there's two holes in the top of the building, people will drop in through those holes. Really, what you need to do is off the drop, land on the big, huge sliding doors on the side, and then that will actually get you in faster into one of those rooms that has all the loot normally. Yeah, it's that's m- a great tip. Uh, don't be giving away all of our techniques. <laughs> but that is a great drop strategy. 
Another thing about those sliding doors that hopefully you check out if you haven't played this map is you can climb those. You yeah. don't have to be Revenant. They're all over the map. It's a great way to get onto rooftops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of players that end up going all the way around. So yeah, that's the, a good tip as well. And the market roof is also, you know, a lot of people will stay up there because there's pretty long lines of sights. There's a lot of buildings around market that have, like, you know, okay loot, I guess. Uh, yep. And so you'll just end up with people there a lot of the time. Sometimes there's a survey beacon. Yeah, and I'm telling you, though, it's the hot zone, like, 90% of the time we play. <laughs> it is, actually. It is. Yeah. Um, next up is Bunker. Um, if you don't know about Bunker, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> um, and you will know uh, very shortly. Um, this is where Caustic was made, um, you know, getting trapped inside tiny rooms and tight corridors with only one entrance and one exit yeah. um pretty much where caustic thrives uh, you're not really going to go there without seeing a caustic or being a caustic mm-hmm. um so i think enough said yeah I but mean... there is something to add on to that okay outside of bunker uh-huh. is a really good place to be it's an unnamed spot more on the center side of the map mm-hmm. kind of where the leviathans um kind of are at mm-hmm. down in the water area um a lot of good buildings there yeah very fun rotations two sides of the canal sort of mm-hmm. um even though it's unnamed the town outside bunker and the um, town the town also leads up to that cliff and up on the cliff yeah. there's a building as well there's normally a survey beacon there and that's a spot where because in the center of the map normally you can stay there in the ring and you just have these crazy lines of sight to yeah kinda especially see season two yeah, so especially in season two but yeah bunker man bunker is caustic's land caustic's place to go and oh man bad memories there's so many good clips though <laughs> there's so many good clips of people just like suffocating an entire team as caustic brutal if you walk into a room and a trap gets popped down. Caustic is hiding right above the door, and he's going to kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> the next place we have is Air Base. So, Air Base is a pretty cool spot. Uh, the supply ship lands here a lot, you know, Air Base and all. I love it. It's a really fun place when the supply ship docks there. Pretty much there's these two, like, runways that go out towards the water on it. It's right on the edge of the map. And you'll, there's a huge zip line that goes in between the two. If you take the zip line, you'll die if there's a person on the other side. Super long. It's a long zip line. You're very exposed for a long time. And, you know, the buildings are all pretty climbable in the airbase. And Pathfinder can excel here uh, with, you know, like being able. There's a couple spots that if he can get on top of, he'll just have good line of sights looking down. And it's just a good spot to land because it's, Medium tier, high tier loot. I'm not sure exactly what it's classified as. And then it's really easy to rotate to Octane's Gauntlet or Skull Town from there. Yeah. It's a really good drop. Um, I wish that we landed there more. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just kind of, it's tough because you kind of have the two runways almost that you're talking about where the zip line's between them. Yeah. It's tough for a whole squad to get looted up with just one of those runways. Um, So oftentimes you have to split up and go on either sides of that long zip line of death. Yeah. Um, but still a great drop and pretty competitive and lots of good high ground. So all when good. The, when the zone shrinks there, it's also pretty fun too because you'll have to normally run in the open for a pretty long amount of time and Bangalore can kind of thrive in that situation. Yeah. So next up, right next door to airbase is runoff. Um, this is also a pretty good drop. Um, you're going to see some familiar buildings here um, to water treatment. Um, it kind of has three main buildings, um, and then two of which are connected by kind of an aerial bridge. Um, there's also typically a survey beacon here, so mm-hmm. it's a decent spot to drop early as a Pathfinder um, or potentially new legends. Oh, we'll, yeah. See yeah, we'll see how the perks line up. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of just, I would say it's a medium tier drop. Yeah. I don't think it's super hot. I don't think a ton of people go here, but um, a solid amount of loot. It's one of those places where in ranked, I think will drop a pretty good amount just yeah. because it's very protected 
And if you're playing as a guy like Pathfinder, getting up onto the roofs of these buildings is very helpful. It's similar to water treatment in that you can shoot inside from the roof. And so I think that it's just going to be an overall pretty good spot to land in ranked. Right next to runoff, though, we have the pit. So the pit is one of those locations where if you drop, you're either going to try to punch your way to victory and most likely fail, or you're going to get a gun and rack up five kills. There's like no in-between. That that's true. I'm telling you, that's there's true. no in-between on pit. There's not a lot of loot there. Uh, there's like four or five, you know, care, or not care packages, but there's four or five boxes. But then besides that, there's not a lot of guns lying around there. But there's a very, there's like a center spot, and the center spot is another one of those high tier loot spots where there's going to normally be like a purple body armor or something. Yep. But yeah, Pit's kind of crazy. For some reason, when the dropship is over Pit, Everybody. it kind of turns into a hot drop. I don't know why. I mean, it's not a school town, but there's not enough crates or supply bins yeah. for three or four squads. But no. that's typically what has to happen. So. I'm telling you, man. Like, we'll drop there, and then you'll just have two Bangalores start popping smokes and chaos, chaos, and everybody's punching, and one person gets a spitfire, and then they're the kill leader. Yeah, that's <laughs> typically how the pit goes. <laughs> um, next up is Slum Lakes. Uh, very popular. Uh, drop. Everybody's going to Slum Lakes. Psych. Psych. Um <laughs> You know, this is a place that's often forgotten. Um, very top corner of the map. Um, you know, it's kind of the ghettos of Skulltown. <laughs> All low buildings. Not a great lot of loot. Pretty spread out. Um, There's not a lot to say about Slum Lakes. It is what it is. I mean, There's if one... you go to Slum Lakes, you're going to be walking for hours just to get to the next scrap. Um Maybe you'll have common armor. Maybe you won't. Um, and it takes the full amount of time to loot because you have to drop in slum and then you have to go up to the other buildings that are behind the waterfall. And that just takes so long to run all the way through. And slum links itself just takes an hour and a half to loot because it's so like tight corridors and there's a thousand buildings there where <laughs> it's, I just... I don't know what they were thinking. I've lakes. always called it like a wannabe skull town. It's like it has yeah. the skull town buildings, but nobody goes there, and there's no big center buildings in it. Exactly. I will say the best thing about Slum Lakes is right outside of Slum Lakes, there's a huge, huge mountain. It's not huge. huge. Yeah, that's a good point. Compared to the area around it, it's highly elevated, and so late game, the zone does tend to shrink there a pretty good amount. And if you're not up on that with like mm -hmm. a grapple or a zip line or something, you could be in trouble because those yeah. teams can sit up there. There's good cover and they can see everything. And that goes back to our point about how this map is different to World's Edge in mm -hmm. that high ground and the importance of having a Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. World's Edge doesn't have locations like this. And if and when the zone shrinks on these kind of highly elevated partial cliff mountain things uh you're in trouble yeah if you sure. aren't up there yeah so the next spot we have to cover is containment so containment is one of those areas that is newer to king's canyon with the season two kind of changes that came along there's a very big like centerpiece pylon type building in the middle there's like three boxes up there and there's normally a beacon in that area as well but besides that, you kind of got like these horseshoe-style houses with that beacon thing being in the middle. And, you know, it's got pretty good loot. And when we're talking about containment, though, we really need to include the areas around containment. Because yeah. the sight lines are very long from containment. And you can just like, you'll have teams in that area a lot because you have to rotate through this kind of zone slash area to get to a lot of places depending on where the ring goes. Also, there's two very big structures on Kings Canyon, one of which is right next to containment. And mm -hmm. I, do you like, what would you call them? I call it diving board. 
You call it diving board? Just because it kind of reaches over the water and <laughs> run over it. <laughs> I, I like it. But pretty much these very, like, very big building buildings, and there's a zip line that goes up to the top of it, and then there's, like, one floor, and there's some pretty good loot in there, and there's windows where you can, like, see everything, but the windows are completely closed, so you can't shoot out of them. The only way to shoot from there is to go to the roof, and you will normally have people up on that roof sniping you, especially if it's late game. Yeah. You know, this whole area kind of bisecting the entire map here at containment Mm -hmm. is a pretty strategic spot just because it is in the center. It is fairly new, so that makes it a little bit more hip and popular. Um, The loot's really good. There's also the caged flyers here. Um, So when there is movement around these cages or shooting, Mm. um, they make a whole lot of sound. So that's also kind of a... And those are scattered throughout the map. Uh And so that's something good to know about this season two version of King's Canyon. Yeah. Don't shoot them or uh, Shay will be coming after you. As Octane. Yep. Um, New main. (laughs) But they do, uh, you know, call some attention to themselves and it's a pretty cool drop. For sure. Next up is artillery. So if you were to go from containment up through the diving board and then through a tunnel, mm-hmm. you get to artillery. Um, this is a very popular drop, in my opinion. We dropped here for a long time when we first started playing. Yeah. Um, the buildings are a bit different than everywhere else on the map. Um, they're bigger. They have huge cargo bay doors. They have mm-hmm. those... Um, you know, sliding up doors that we were talking about in market to climb up onto the roof. Yeah. Very important to do so here. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, a pretty good spot. And what I like is a lot of loot, but then you have two really strong rotation options. Yeah. You have the balloon right outside, easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And then you also have those tunnels out through containment right into the middle of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of highly skilled players do drop here and are going to drop here consistently. Um, because of those reasons. Yeah, uh, I can't really add much to what you're saying there. It's a really good spot to drop. Like you're saying, great loot and great rotations. And there's also a respawn beacon there. So a res- it's like respawn it's beacon solid. and a uh, what's it? A survey beacon and a survey beacon. And so, this is also a spot where the s- supply ship will land sometimes. Oh my god! And so I will say when yeah the supply ship is landing there then it'll kind of go into a crazy hot zone then sometimes. Then you're turning into Skull Town, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy. Next, we have Relay. So Relay is, you know, towards that artillery, and now we're getting to the other corner of the map. And it, Relay's kind of got these two sides to the map. Uh, one of them is a very uh, supply bin-oriented side, and then another one has a bunch of buildings on it. And then there's this huge, like, waterfall just in between these areas, and there's two bridges you can get across it through, and one zipline as well, I believe. But then there's also this huge building at the end of these two, like, corridor areas, and you can only get to those via zipline. The loot's not amazing. It's a medium-tier loot area, but it makes for some really fun battles across the water. And it's really, really frustrating when you're learning how to play Pathfinder and accidentally grapple yourself off the map. <laughs> and that's happened. And that has happened by Henry. Yeah, that's and true. Shea. Yeah. Um, Relay is, you know, kind of a, a cousin to uh, Slum Lakes um, in that it is <laughs> on one of the one of the four corners. So I'm just gonna gas it now, though. <laughs> well, it, it's not the worst place to drop, but if you're going there. Um, you may be accompanied by some, you know, less skilled players because it's very far away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long drop to get there, most likely, depending on where the route is of the mm-hmm. dropship. Um, but this place is, if you're starting out and if you're, you know, just wanting to loot up before you dive into something like Skull Town and a massive scrap, uh, Good place to go because it has good rotations. It is kind of out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's your vibe, then Relay is your guy. And there's two. Uh, when the zone shrinks there, there's kind of like a cliff side area next to it attached to the waterfall. 
and you'll normally get these teams up there and it's like a it's a pretty good end game makes for some yeah. fun plays towards the end of the game i agree yeah next up is wetlands uh this is a really great drop i think it's underrated people really don't like it though i'm kind of confused why it gets so much hate um you know there's two separate really concrete locations mm-hmm. in wetlands um, it has a big radar dish, which is kind of cool, and a landmark. Um, but decent loot and has a cool little high-low effect that goes into the center of the map down to containment. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it here. What are your thoughts? You know, I think it's a cool spot. We dropped here a lot for a while just because nobody else was, and you know, we were just trying to get comfortable with the game. I think that it's a hard place to loot as a team because to be most effective, you normally have to split up. And if another team does drop all at once in one of the sides, then you're going to be outnumbered and you could find yourself in trouble. But overall, it's a pretty good area, especially if you're new to the game and learning. I will also say that when the zone shrinks there, it's a pretty good spot because there's the one big building that overlooks the labs and kind of all that open area and that ends that ends up being a really good sniper spot that a team will definitely try and hold going into the late game i don't really know why it's called wetlands i don't either because there's not a lot of wetlands i guess once you do go so like wetlands goes towards swamps which yeah is the next place we're going to talk about spot. and in between then you're really getting into those wetlands and so i guess yeah yeah makes a little bit of sense i get it i get, I get it. it i get it now that we're thinking about it yeah <laughs> So speaking of that, though, we're going into swamps. Uh, swamps, 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 swamps. That's all it is. It's just swamps. Like, you're just going to run through the water for an hour trying to loot this entire place because it's yeah. so big. And there's never good loot here. I don't know what else to say about it. It's really tricky because it's unique on the map because it's very linear. Like, the loot is in a line. It's mm-hmm. not a circle you're going to be separated from your team one person might go one direction the other at like the mm-hmm. opposite way just because that's how the buildings are there and how the loot is distributed so it's tough it's tough because there's a jump tower in swamps but there's not another jump tower close and yeah. so to rotate out of swamps is really hard and you can find yourself getting stuck in the zone depending on where it decides to shrink. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't really, the end game doesn't happen a lot in swamps, but when it does, it's actually pretty fun because there's a like waterfall area uh, and that has bridges going across it. And so, like, I think it's always fun when you have people falling off the map late game, it whether that's intense. me or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just pretty fun, though. Speaking about that rotation out of swamps, the next location is going to be Hydro Dam. Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty cool spot because it's separated kind of in half. There's kind of two sets of buildings mm-hmm. that kind of flank the right and left side of Hydro. Um, decent loot, not great. Um, you know, there is a place in between those two spots where you drop down and there's mm-hmm. three uh, supply bins there, kind of a sneaky uh I feel like that's like the last resort. Like when you drop there and there's another yeah. team that got there before you, then it's like, oh man, I'm going to drop Dive it down and here. And then there's a zip line good. back up. So yeah. you're not totally ditching the team. And you can get back in there pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but kind of the cool thing about Hydro Dam is the massive structure uh, leading into the center of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, yeah. Loot Hydro, you get into this big building, and then you have stairs to get all the way up to where the cage is. It's kind of like a wannabe bunker. Yeah. A more fun, better bunker. Because you're not going to just die. Yeah, but the staircase in the back uh, is quite the choke. Yeah, it's very hard to avoid mm -hmm. going there. Um, Having a caustic. When you have the games where you're running from like cage into Hydro Dam, there will always be a team camping that uh, stairway just yeah, because there's no other way around, get, really. Keep that. Yeah, for sure. Well, next we have Repulsor. So Repulsor is right next to Hydro Dam. You might recognize Repulsor from the Season 
two trailer yep where crypto you know knocks over the big repulsor tower and really messes that place up and i would say it's a pretty good place to drop it's fun it's got two huge buildings and so you'll normally get a team going to each of them and then those buildings aren't connected by anything except for a tunnel and that tunnel is that just, is cool it's cool but that yeah. tunnel is not cool no that, that tunnel is where i always die from caustics it's just tough because you have to drop down into it and then you're going in between them yeah really it's, scary it's a weird blind drop and then you don't really know what you're doing but besides that, the rest of Repulsor is, there's like these, uh, there's just a couple buildings spread throughout, and it's overall good loot. But then late game, you like we've been saying with a lot of places, is there's these like huge walls, walls yeah. you know, surrounding Repulsor, and you'll always get a Pathfinder with a team ziplining up there and sniping people. There's no way to get up there without that. Um, yeah. A great point. Very important. <laughs> you know, I a lot of people don't really like Repulsor. I think it got a little bit more love in season two when mm-hmm. Crypto did his thing and then Watson had to come in to start repairing things. Um, but yeah, like you said, decent loot. I'd give it a shot. Don't listen to the haters on Twitter. Uh, I think it's a good spot to be and late game. Very important for that high ground. Yeah, and... You know, just like in case you don't know and you want to from a lore standpoint, the Repulsor Tower is what was supposedly keeping the animals out of Kings Canyon before the Leviathans and the Flyers came in and, you know, tore some stuff up, which we won't be experiencing really. You'll see the Kings Canyon that's been fully destroyed by animals and stuff. Yeah. Next, we're going to be getting into the town takeovers, though. Yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the first one uh, that we're going to dive into is the Octane's Gauntlet. Um, pretty fun. Pretty fun spot to be. Ton of jump pads all over the place. Gotta love the jump pads. For sure. Good amount of supply bins. And then at the center of this kind of racetrack, time trial, Octane jump pad like fiasco mm-hmm. is a golden ring of fire. I love the um, ring of fire. Pretty cool. You're going to have a good item there whether it's a purple shield or a gold gun in uh, deja loot it's the gold sentinel yeah um it's typically going to be something pretty good uh if you're interested in getting a golden gun or getting that nice armor right off the drop uh you're going to want to practice uh doing the octane jump uh you don't want to be in ranked and getting into that situation uh, where you can't even pick up the gun, mm-hmm. and if that's where you're going first, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, but a pretty cool town takeover. I enjoyed it. It's really unique, and it's really fun, and it's also another good rotation into Skull Town off For the sure. drop. For sure. The next town takeover, and the last town takeover, barring Bloodhounds being there, uh-huh. is Wraith's Labs. This place is incredibly crazy. And... You've probably experienced it a little bit if you've been playing Deja Loot, but when the dropship goes above Race Labs, it's mayhem. There's a huge portal. You'll see it wherever you are on the map. It acts as like a beacon, and people can drop into it from above, and they'll teleport you know, into the void, into Wraith's Labs. And then once you're in the labs, you can leave the lab through this portal and it'll like redeploy you like a balloon. I don't believe it's as high though. No. Okay. And then you have this area that's outside of Wraith's labs. And that is personally where we like to drop to survive. If you see, you'll have all the people going through the portal. And then if you drop into the, you know, ground area right outside of the labs, People will fight it out, kill each other, and then you can either, you know, third party it inside or wait for them to come out and just mess them up. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested in hearing what your uh, thoughts are on how to drop into Lambs, whether you do take the crazy portal tower Mm -hmm. or if you drop right below it or up top. Uh, We'll go ahead and put a poll up on our Instagram to let you guys battle it out there. Um, I think that going through the portal is kind of sus just because 
Unless you, you're caustic. Unless you're caustic, then <laughs> it's great. Caveat. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. If we have any places that we missed throughout the entire map, I'm going to pull up a map real quick and check this out for you guys. I feel like there's just some unnamed locations maybe we should get into a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so there's also there's this one location right outside of the pit between bunker and runoff. Yeah. It's a one building zone area and I'm telling you 90% chance of a gold gun. Why? I don't know. In Armed and Dangerous, it was for sure true. But that like, one yeah. of the yeah, that one of the supply bins had a gold weapon in it. I'm telling you in regular though it always has a gold backpack. Knockdown shield of Jesus. We called the gold knockdown shields Jesus. Resurrection. Sorry. Resurrection. And I it's a really cool spot. And you know, building off of that a little bit, another unmarked area is just south of that. And it's this town. It's between bunker, airbase, and runoff. And you'll always get a team there. Why do you think that is though? I do not know. I it's probably the biggest unnamed location. Mm-hmm. Just because there's two sets of buildings, one's higher than the other with a ramp that, like, you know, meets them. And then there's also a very big, like, sniper tower in it that has a survey beacon. And so, like, when the zone shrinks their late game, you'll get teams up there, you know, holding it down. And it's a pretty good spot to drop, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, there's going to be fights there. It's familiar buildings. There's cool rotations from it pretty decent um because you're listening to this maybe you're missing out on a spot called cascades um, oh man big fan favorite here at the third party um but unfortunately in season two it was destroyed by a leviathan, um, leviathan. kind of is unfortunate but we get a little bit of those cascade vibes from the south where we have the one diving board then up in the north by containment where we have the second mm-hmm. diving board um Similar, and they're not missing the same. out on bridges. I know, I know. That uh, is cascades. It's a shame. I kind of wish it was. I kind of wish we were looking at season, season one. zero, season yeah. one, Kings Canyon. But uh, the town takeovers probably make it worthwhile. Honestly, I think the town takeovers are great. I think that having the Leviathans is kind of fun, and the loot's gonna be you know completely different. And I'm really excited to see how the new legends are going to interact mm-hmm. with this map in competitive. Um, and yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about how the legends are kind of stacking up differently. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a difference in how people play. How different, like the third partying is very different where everything's closer together. And elevation is a lot more important than Kings Canyon. Do you think it'll actually break the mold of like Gibraltar? Pathfinder, Wraith, Watson. Like, those are the top four. Yeah. Do you think anybody else is going to be able to sneak in there? Probably not. Yeah. Um. You know, if it's going to rattle the game that much, uh, I think that's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, CN, Bloodhound, if, you know, there is a town takeover introduced, mm-hmm. um, that could just kind of be a spike and a trending legend. Um, but if you're asking me about how legends are going to change for competitive in this ranked mode on a different map. As of right now, we can't say uh, what exactly is going to happen. If these balancing updates do come out for the legends, uh, I'm going to have to revisit that. Yeah, that's true. That would change some things for sure. I think, though, we've mentioned it a lot throughout this podcast, but the legend that takes the biggest boost in this map is Pathfinder. There's just so many areas that Pathfinder can reach on King's Canyon that nobody else can. And with high ground being such an important element in Apex and Battle Royales, being able to transport your team there is very important. I just feel like in World's Edge, everyone can get wherever, really. Like, unless you are talking about, like, a couple of the silos and Overlook yeah. and some other spots. And I, I think like they made that a, a point. Like yeah, they you wanted were talking to about balance how, it out. Yeah. And it was kind of a nerf to Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Um, just because even in season four compared to season three, they added more zip lines to get up to places like in train yard oh my and things like that. So I know uh, I know you're upset. I'm a Pathfinder main. 
through and through. Love him to death. The character. Even though they keep beating on him. Even though they keep beating on him, man. Like, I've been struggling to play him a lot lately. And I've just been gravitating more towards, like, Octane and just some other legends mixing up with Wraith and stuff. But I'm very excited to go back to King's Canyon and, you know, run people with Pathfinder. The next legend that I'm really excited to possibly see getting a boost because of King's Canyon is Revenant. Yeah. The passive ability of being able to climb higher, I don't think it's used that often in World's Edge, but playing Deja Loot on King's Canyon, I've been using him a lot. And to really, you know, surprise people and get in places, and I think he could definitely see a boost, especially with the if they add the perks and he can carry some nades. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely true. And as people start getting better and better at using his tactical, mm-hmm. um, the silence, Revenant could uh, really come out. Yeah, And especially if they do some balancing and adjust kind of how his totem works, maybe increase the radius, um, you know, Revenant could be a top-tier yeah. legend. Okay, you year. brushed over that pretty quickly. You're talking about reworking the totem. Yeah, what what would you like to see? What yeah. would you like to see outside of the zone being expanded, which I think a lot of people want to see? Yeah, you know, I think that it's a really tough ultimate, and as it stands right now, it's you have to be really strategic in how you use mm-hmm. it. It's not simple. It's not like a Gibraltar mitt. Uh, you can't just pop it down. Just I call think, it a Gibraltar mint. Yeah, Gibraltar ultimate. I love it. I yep. think that's the best thing I've ever heard. New word, hashtag. Hashtag Gibraltar mint. Spread <laughs> it around, everybody. Um, but with the Revenant totem, the ultimate, how it could get better, I think the radius is the only answer. If you can create a little bit more distance between where you're setting it up and how far you can get into fights, Mm-hmm. I think that's going to make it better. Okay, here's a thought. I just had it. Pop down the ultimate. No matter what character you are, when you tap the totem, you get fortified. Could be cool. Get a little more health. Just a Do little s- bit more health. A little more health. You still, the shields are canceled out. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you do 20%, so then there actually still is a gain for Gibraltar and Caustic who have fortified. Yeah. But like getting a little health boost, because I just feel like. People get shredded so easily, and I love it when I see a Revenant that's in his ult. I think that that's an interesting idea, but my big problem with the totem is, okay, you go in, you're able to poke some people, find some information out, do Mm -hmm. a little bit of damage, you're coming back, you're out of the fight for many seconds. You have to pop syringes if you Mm -hmm. don't have a med kit. Somebody could put down a caustic trap or fences around your totem or destroy your totem, and then you just went in and you just lost the ability to have your shield entirely. So if they can just make it a little bit more defensible mm-hmm. or maybe uh, similar to the Gibraltar dome, mm-hmm. you feel, you heal faster around the totem. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, just because that's all you're doing around the totem. Is healing, uh, yeah. It would be nice, similar to how they added that to the dome. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm hoping for just a little bit more mm-hmm. from that ultimate to bring it into a more usable thing. Because right now, how we're using it is two people tap in, and one person stays behind, is kind of just guarding it as yeah. the two people poke. And we're really only using it when we're attacking from high position. So like, my favorite spot to use it on the map is from a train car, and so pop the totem and then mm-hmm. jump off the train car and just find out where people are. Yeah, that's so yeah. a good one. Well, this wasn't supposed to be a deep dive on Revenant, but, (laughs) you know, best finisher in the game. Uh, (laughs) True. Last but not least, from the legends that I think we'll see improvement, is Caustic. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, Bunker was made for Caustic. Yeah. I mean, we can say a lot more besides that. There's just a lot of areas in this map where I do think Caustic shines. And with, like, the buffs that he's gotten since going to World's Edge, I do think that we'll see some Caustic being played. I think you could see Caustic versus Watson being a very, very widely discussed thing in yeah. this rank split. We might have to get in on that conversation as well. Uh, yeah. Just because it's controversial. There's a good argument on both sides that I think each of us can take. For sure. Yeah. Are there any legends that you think are taking a hit when we go to World's Edge? You know, taking a hit, 
I don't know. It's tough. Not taking a hit, but then I guess. Yeah, being less valuable less than in World's Edge. Yeah. You know, the new-ish legend Crypto is decent still. I think he um, was built for World's Edge, though. Yeah. I think how the banners were designed, mm-hmm. how the locations were made, um, it's tough. You know, with how small and aggressive Kings Canyon is, mm-hmm. it's really hard to be an effective crypto where you're popping up the drone really fast, getting some intel, and then getting back with your squad into the fight. Um, but I'm willing to be surprised. Yeah, and I will also just say, I don't think a lot of legends are going to take a hit, and I think you're just going to see some people you know, get elevated slightly. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I could say, and I don't think it's a huge deal, is there's a lot less open areas in Kings Canyon, and so I think Bangalore takes a slight hit because one of her, my favorite uses of her is smoking and advancing, yeah. and you just don't need to do that as much in Kings Canyon. Yeah. So, yeah, let's wrap it up. How to be successful this split. What are your tips, Henry? Yeah, I think we've kind of touched on all these, but this is more of just a summary. Um, Because it's a smaller map, it's more aggressive. Um, So it kind of means even in this ranked split, you're going to be forced into earlier engagements, um, even though I know a lot of people, including us sometimes, want to kind of postpone that first engagement so Mm -hmm. that we feel more prepared. There's no reason to lose 50 rank points when you're going into a fight without armor. Um, That may not necessarily be an option as much in Kings Canyon. So be ready to be more aggressive. Go to the firing range. Get your shots on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just a fact that's going to be true in this split. Um, Then next, having a legend that has some elevation is going to be critical. So I think definitely have an emphasis on Pathfinder on your squad. I think that's kind of a a big thing to say, Mm -hmm. that you need a Pathfinder on your team in this ranked split. Um, But I'm going to go out and say it. You need a Pathfinder. It's brutal. You know, at the end of the game, you may be in a position where you didn't need it, but I'd rather play it safe Mm -hmm. and be on top of Skull, be on top of Repulsor. Mm than not be. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. And I, people don't always want to hear us just agree about everything, but I just, as the Pathfinder main that grew up on King's Canyon, I, that's necessary. Yeah. And then because, lastly, because there is a lack of like really strong rotations with like balloon to balloon mm-hmm. and kind of harder chokes, getting the recon is a bit more important on this map and in this split being than able to the last split. Being able to advance through the choke. Yeah. And so being able to have recon on your team, whether it's with a survey beacon mm-hmm. or if it's with Bloodhound's new ability, yeah. um, you need to know a little bit more information a little bit faster. There's a lot more buildings, and so people yeah. will pop up on you out of nowhere in this mode. And if you want to be those people popping up, you have to know where to do that. Just because like, if you're playing Watson or Caustic, mm-hmm. You might also want to have some sort of recon player in order to get you in that strategic position. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for us. Wrapping up on Kings Canyon, giving you guys a review. I got one last question for you before we wrap up this podcast. It's not Kings Canyon related. Deja Lutz come to a close. What are your thoughts on the Evo Shield? I think it's mixed. I yeah. like it. I think it's cool. I think it sits right in the middle between purple and gold armor. Um, something that we've been talking a little bit about off air is should the red fully upgraded, uh, Evo shield have a fast heal on it? Man, I still don't think it should, but you could convince me because I would love to have it. I think it's tough because in order to get a red or even a purple with the Eva shields, you have to work for it to get that fully upgraded shield, you have to do 800 damage. Yeah. Which is quite a bit, depending on if you pick it up at the beginning or sometimes in the middle. You know, you could convince me that that is a thing that, you know, should be on the red Evo shield. I do think that it shouldn't be something where you hit red and you get the fast heal. I think if you get red, 
I think it should be a pretty significant amount of damage you have to do to then get fast heal. Like I'm talking, you're saying it's 800 to get to full red. Yeah. That's right. I say 1500 damage. That's when you get wow. the fast heal. That's insane. You are, Gold armor is the most broken thing in this game. Yeah, but it's luck. You get the gold armor. Oh, lucky you. You got something that is the best item in the game. Yeah. With the Evo shield, you pick it up. It's the worst thing in the game. It's and the worst you armor you can get, and you can make it better. So I don't see why and, it but can't the be advantage as to good it, as the gold or better. The advantage to it, though, is that you have an extra 25 already. It's not like you work it up and then it's the same as gold. You work it up and it's supposed to be more. You, it better. is more health than gold. I don't, just don't know if it's better. And I think that right now I'm in a position where I would rather have gold armor than purple Evo shields. Like if I have gold armor and I'm at somebody's loot box and they have a oh, purple Evo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping the gold, even yeah. though I could easily get it to the red. I don't think it's as good, even it's if not. I don't have to work for it. But I think that getting having it it's having it be more common than gold armor so that way it incentivizes people to push for sure is really important and i just think that if you're gonna give it the fast heal ability it's gotta be seriously earned yeah seriously earned but yeah what do you think do you think it should be in all modes yes or no i think that's the direction we're heading you think so at first i think i might have said it in the last episode that i wasn't sure if it was going to be coming in i wasn't quite convinced um after playing with it more and seeing how it plays i think that there's a high likelihood that it does get put into regular play and you think we'll see it this split perhaps not okay i think they'll they'll look it over i think so data and then figure it out Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, Apex has been really good as a community, uh, assessing what people are saying and making the right decisions from there. So yeah, guys, thank you for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review on Apple Pod. If you leave a five-star review with your question, guarantee you it'll be answered on the podcast. We're hoping to do a mailbag podcast coming up soon because we've gotten some questions and this was a long one, so we didn't want to, you know, blow all your guys' time. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We are now posting clips daily. And I got to say, it's been pretty nice to see some of your guys' feedback. You're making me feel really good about myself, for sure. Yeah. If you're still listening, you're a real one. There you go, for sure. Uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, email us, thethirdpartypod at gmail.com. Anything else? Thanks for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.